Oh, it is good to be back. Thank you guys for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. It is good to be back, and it is good to be right. Because while I was not here last week, what did I tell you guys about the house burning down in D.C.? What did I tell you guys? That something was up and that things were a lot more tenuous than we realized. You know, y'all don't understand how upset I was that I wasn't able to get on the podcast last week. But I am happy to be here and talk about the mess going on at Warner slash Discovery today with my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart, Sham, along with Kendall, who I'll introduce in a second. Thank you guys for holding it down last week. And I don't know, I didn't, again, we didn't get a chance to really talk about it last week because I wasn't here. But I, I feel like I, I feel like a fortune teller. I mean, I feel like I have been trying to ring the alarm for at least weeks, maybe even months at this point, that something was awry at Warner Media and that something big could be around the corner. Just reading the tea leaves of what was going on. And now here we are with this massive overhaul, a canceled movie, and I feel very vindicated. Yeah, EJ, I was telling the people last week. Uh, you'd have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking the gospel, man. That, I know, appreciate it. EJ's gonna have a lot to say when he gets back. And lo and behold, so you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I had my moment last week, or the or a couple weeks ago, um, with uh, the Avengers predictions. Yes. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, so that's so, why that's why people know. need to listen. That's why people need to listen to this show because we might may not be the most plugged in insiders. Like some of the, the the great insiders that we have in this industry, but sometimes, man, you can just read the tea leaves and see what's going on and realize where things are headed. So that's that's two for mm-hmm. two. Ken, Kendall, man, you you gotta pick up the slack over there. Me and Shamari, we hold now. Wait, when when you what are you gonna predict? Yeah, um, look, I mean this this Warner Brothers stuff. I, I it's it's all a mess. I mean, we talked about it last week. Um, and you know we got into the weeds, but oh, you know who are they, who are they going to try and bring in? Are they going to try and go after Kevin Feige or what? We don't know what we don't know what the deal is. And I mean, literally after a, like an hour after we we finished recording last week, you know there was more stuff. You know, you know David Zaslav on a uh, on like a investor call or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, breaking down so me and Shamari talking about it after the show, saying, Oh, yeah, hear this about Warner Brothers, you hear that. So it's been every day pretty much since uh our show last week. There's been something regarding Batgirl, something regarding the Flash, something regarding uh Warner Media as a whole, their their new uh streaming service that got announced um, you know, earlier this week. I mean it's 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 impossible to keep up with. I don't know what's you know you, you on the on the one hand you think everything's being canned and then you find out no it's only Batgirl for now you know and then but then you know today you find out maybe I guess Titans and Doom Patrol seem to be on the axe potentially so it, it it's but then like they're announcing a Pennyworth show or they they're they're announcing they have yeah, what, Pennyworth coming yeah Shamari, out. what what do you think about that that new title. For Pennyworth, the, the Pennyworth, the Batman's Butler, so the or, yeah, like, origins of the Batman's origins Butler. of Batman's Butler, <laughs> kind of on the nose, don't you think, Sham? I love it. I was you love it. Wow. Me. Okay. Kendall told me. I was like, I love it. Have, I mean, having seen the show, I'm just like, this fit. This fits the vibe of this show. It's very Batman influenced. You could see 
that this is, I mean, clearly supposed to be an origin story. And yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it fits. That's interesting. You know? Nashmar, have you heard a lot of the pushback and a lot of the the, the 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 trolling that we've seen from a lot of people, at least online, about them not liking the title? Uh, no, I have not. Because that has happened. A lot of a lot of people have been basically saying what I said was that that Jesus, that that was quite on the nose for a, a title, and and I, I guess for them feeling like a need to insert Batman's name, so to speak, to get people to pay attention to the show i mean I, I will say this as much as you know i i watched a couple of early season episodes of pennyworth and i was actually pretty impressed i should probably go back and watch them i know shamari always talks about oh i should go back and watch them um i i feel like it, it feel i wasn't that upset about it because my thing was i was just happy he was still around <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, my thing was like, yeah. my thing was like, all right, well, look, is the title goofy? I mean, maybe um, it does at least tell people exactly what they should be expecting. Maybe who, maybe others who may have just passed it by and not thought about the fact that uh, oh, this is uh, Alfred they're talking about. Uh, maybe people who don't follow comics as closely as we do, or, or really, well, they may have just forgot, quite frankly, or not made connect the dots to Pennyworth meaning Alfred Pennyworth. But um, I, with the way things are going on on Warner Media, I was just happy that they, it wasn't canceled. I was surprised it wasn't canceled, given everything that uh, that's been going on. But for, for me, I was like, at least they, at least it's still around. <laughs> you saying it's a little bit on the nose. Uh, anyone that's watched Gossam knows that anything Bruno Heller produced uh, is right. going to be a little bit on the nose <laughs> with, <laughs> with some of the references and, and, and ways they go about those about his, his shows. But I will say, like you said, EJ, I mean. They never have to worry again about someone not knowing what Pennyworth is about. I mean, because how many people, I don't know how many people it is, but there's 100% there were people out there that didn't watch Pennyworth that may have gave it a sh- gave it a shot if they knew what it was about, but had no idea what it was about, just based off the name or the trailer. So now you know, oh, it's Batman's butler. Oh, yeah, I know what this is. I'll give it a shot. Right. Yeah. So... And they and, say, oh, go watch seasons one and two. So Right. And, and, guys, we have a lot of great stuff on the show. We'll be talking about The Flash, DC's plans, Breeze, Zaslav. I don't know about over. great stuff about The Flash. Well, I mean, when I say great stuff, I mean great talking <laughs> points or great conversation. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of this stuff is good news when you come to DC, but we will talk about it. And that, that part of it will be fun. Um, and we'll have some Marvel stuff as well. So this is going to be a packed show. She-Hulk, is the Punisher coming back? Esposito was Professor X question mark like a lot of stuff going on that's gonna be good for the show, but I did quickly want to ask you guys about this stuff coming out uh, today that that uh, Doom Patrol and Titans are expected to be gone. I mean, I we we kind of I guess this was coming, but I think what's annoying to me again I guess they didn't talk about it last week. Well, I don't know if you guys did you guys when you guys did the show Zaslav didn't do his did he do his his whatever that no, thing that was, was right last after. week. No, right yeah, okay, he did so, it right after. Right. So, so for those who know he did it and didn't get Kendall and Shamari's takes or didn't know what, don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Zaslav, the CEO of Discovery, did. I guess it was a quarterly call. I, I assume one of those like yeah. uh, investor calls or you know stockholder calls, and was talking about like essentially that they're in the middle of revamping DC and that uh, there's a 10 year plan. That's in place. That part of it, I was confused by. I couldn't tell if it meant it was in the works or it's about to be done. 
I have so many questions about what the hell is going on in DC. But um, one of the things he kept saying was that, you know, hey, DC is something that they can make stronger. And he seemed to kind of downplay this idea that they were scaling back at DC, which is, is the impression that I think a lot of us are getting. Obviously, when you cancel a freaking movie um, and, and you say, you know, the stuff, you know, that essentially that, you know, you, you don't really believe in the streaming services as much. It, it was kind of weird to see that investor call and kind of see some of I felt like we're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. At least what we're hearing reported or what the reports are and what we hear from him publicly. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like seeing him talk about the streaming convergence we're going to have with discovery which i have by the way discovery plus and and it's good i love it um i love food networks that's why i i have it um discovery plus and hbo max he kind of downplayed this idea that dc would be greatly impacted but i don't know how you can say that and then cancel titans and doom patrol like those are the, the those are the dc you know dc live action shows that are on the streaming platform and Look, I've had my issues with Titans, so I think they've had some very, very good moments. You know, I, I really wish they didn't do that first stupid trailer. They did. Otherwise, I think the whole conversation about that show would be a little different. And Doom Patrol, obviously, has been excellent. I mean, Doom Patrol, I think, you know, if it hasn't won any awards, should have won awards for at least its first couple of seasons. So I, I see this and I say, or, you know, what is the plan? Like, they need a real, like, they're saying there's a 10 year plan. The, all I hear, all I hear, is confusion. I hear we're scaling back, but we're not scaling back. We're canceling this, but this stuff's going forward. Like you know, when I do this show, guys, every day or every week, I you know go through shout out to com. I think it's one of the best aggregators of superhero content, and a lot of ways that's how I prepare for these shows. And I'm scrolling through this, the you know, just the timeline of what to expect, and all I have here is. This show is going to happen. This show isn't going to happen. This movie's going to happen. This movie isn't going to happen. None of it seems to add up or make sense with this idea that there's a natural 10-year plan to do something akin to what Marvel is doing. To me, if you're going to just scrap everything, then you should scrap everything. How are projects like Black Canary going forward? And I'm not mad that Black Canary is going forward. I, I think that it should probably go forward. But how is Black Canary going forward? Are you telling me we're doing something totally different how is the green lantern show moving forward but you're telling me you're doing something different like how is james gunn last week able to say oh don't worry about peacemaker everything's fine when you're telling me well you're doing something different like there's no level of communication happening at warner media or warner discovery and dc that makes sense and it kind of leaves me feeling like i don't know we heard that those comments from zazla but i don't know if i can believe any of it because what i'm seeing what it's being reported and his words don't match up. Anyone else feel the same? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, it's. I think it's very unclear. Like you, like you said, what what exactly is happening at at uh, Warner Brothers Discovery? And I mean, Shamari, they said Constantine is still coming coming out. What? <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's very unclear. You know, there's just a very much a lack of clarity. Um, it's like it's like the they want to change what was going on. Um, some of it maybe for the right reasons when it comes to the Flash, which we'll get into, and then 
Others, I don't know, just because or just, I guess, because Zaslav, again, just kind of giving me very much rich, eccentric person vibes. You know, your Elon Musk, your name, whatever, sports team owner uh, vibes from Zaslav. Is just another toy to play with. I don't like this one. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, regardless yeah. of what of uh you know what's already been invested in it is i don't care so i, I don't know um yeah it's just very haphazard it's, it's, it gives you a very haphazard kind of feel right now and there's kind of nothing we can really do about it even this and me and kind of talked about last week this hbo max uh discovery you know discovery uh app merger uh people are kind of flipping out about that because a lot of people really like HBO Max. Um, Absolutely, HBO Max I think is the best streaming service right now. That's why a lot like, of people like are saying. It's, it's, it's crazy that they're just essentially ending it. Like it's, it's like crazy. what's gonna happen? Yeah, like what's going on now? You know, with HBO Max, so I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's so yeah. This is this is just a big mess, and uh, it's not right now. Warner Brothers Discovery is not looking too good. And what's crazy, Kendall, is I think when you look at the I mean, you got Joker 2 coming out. That's in a whole different... Like, the whole point of this was supposed to merge universes together. But then again, there are some things happening that... I'm like, how do you put the Joker into any combined universe? And then what's crazy to me is... I don't know if you saw the tweets, Kendall, and the reporting from Variety. But they said the Batman 2, which I think is the... You know, the crown jewel, probably, of the DC... You know, the, the DC IP right now. The Batman franchise... It hasn't even been greenlit yet. Apparently, Matt Reeves has been working on a script, but the actual sequel has not officially been greenlit, even though I, I believe Reeves announced that he was doing it. So this is just, this is this is a mess. This is an absolute mess. And I don't know what to make of what's going on, but if, if they're talking about restarting a universe that doesn't include the Batman, that would just feel like a colossal debacle. Of, of, of and a fumbling of the bag from from DC, considering how much excitement there has been for what Matt Reeves is creating with the Batman universe. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and I mean, like the Batman seemed like the. I mean, obviously, besides like Joker Two, which was just announced, like officially, like the Batman seemed like the safest thing on the. You know, the Batman 2 seems like the safest thing on the uh, projected slate outside of the movies that are getting ready to release. Um, so it's it, that one would be a shocker if that didn't eventually come out. But, I mean, like I said, and I know I, I mentioned the Kevin Feige thing. You know, we talked about it last week. The, you know, the, the, the. It, it, I mentioned how it reminds me of sports when you have these things where a team will clear house or clean house rather in a way that is like so like so extreme, but sometimes they do it so that they can attract a certain player or a certain coach, whatever you want to call it, GM, right. and it does make you wonder if they're doing all you know they're doing all this to say I don't want like because because maybe someone doesn't want to have to deal with the baggage of all these. Mm-hmm. They kind of want to come into a clean slate. I'm not saying it's Kevin Feige, 
Although oh. you know that's what John Campion was speculating, but if but if that's the but but if that's their play, it's to say, look, you know, if Kevin Feige's not happy with the way Bob Chapek's running things, and they get wind of it, and they just hired Alan Horn at Warner Brothers, who's Kevin Feige's guy. Alan Horn saying, look, if you want to get Feige, you just got to clear the decks. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> right, kind of like, yeah. you know, the Nets with Kevin Durant, you know, yeah. Kyrie. It's like, oh, you look, you want to, Kevin yeah, wants to play I, in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, no, how much, how, much, how much, yeah, well, how much you got, how much you guys like D'Angelo Russell and yeah, Jared exactly. Allen? Yeah, exactly. It was nice, they, you know, they were nice pieces. Like, I, I like Aquaman too. I, I like the Batman, <laughs> but I like Kevin Feige more, you know, so that's what David yeah. Avalon might be saying to himself. Um, but, that's the only thing that really makes this that that would be the only thing that I could say that would make these moves make sense in a way that fans would be excited about. Like, you know, if you told me that they could get somebody that like that. So do, do you, make do their you own feel like that would be move. worth it? Because it feels like that's that's suffer. I feel like that would be suffering a lot of pain for the yeah, sake of, of 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 what well, I think would I agree would genuinely excite people. But I almost wonder with all the pain it would take to cancel the Batman and cancel yeah. other future projects, potentially with other characters that we like, like, would that be worth it to say that? Well, no. now we have Kevin Feige in charge and that, you know, combined universe you've been wanting for DC since we started. This is going to, it's going to come, but it's going to come in 10 years. Like, is that even worth it? At that exactly. Point? I was going to say there has to be a, there's a, there's a middle ground where you still have to make money, which is why like the Batman two almost does make sense because it's, in such its own universe, yeah, same with Joker. Yeah, it's easy. Like those, those kind of movies make more sense than even the the Aquamans and the Wonder right. Womans, the ones that are supposed to be in a shared universe. Are are those are a little harder to, um, to continue and continue to promote and continue to push if if you if you do plan on hitting the reset button. And that's really the that's really the problem in the crux of the Warner Brothers issue as well is that. Their shared universe, or DC rather, their shared universe was so is so inconsistent in terms of what people like and what they don't like, mm-hmm. and so you run into a problem where, well, people liked Aquaman and people liked Wonder Woman, but people didn't really like Batman and Superman, you know, or that that's you know right. the, the, those those characters may have been a little bit more divisive than Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like it's not like the Netflix universe where you can say, all right. Everyone likes pretty much all these characters except for Iron Fist. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, if, so if Marvel wants to fold in these Netflix verse characters, it's rather easy. You, you know, yeah. You, bring everybody back. It's only one. It's only one person you got. You don't have to bring back. And, yeah, you, and whereas with, with DC, now you're you're in a situation where you can't say, well, like I said, for example, someone like Kevin Feige, whoever the next guy in charge is, can't say, well, I'm rebooting, but I want to keep Gal Gadot. I mean, you can you can do that, but it's just going to confuse people. It's going to be booting. So yeah, I want a new Superman, new new Batman. That's not Robert Pattinson, and but we're going to keep Jason Momoa. He's a great Aquaman. Like you, it, that's a hard game to play unless they do some shenanigans in this Flash movie that's coming up, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. um, but no, I mean I'm. Yeah, I, I think that DC's in a very, very weird spot. Uh, hitting the reset button completely is not really... It's not feasible right now. Um, but I think there may be a way in which they can 
build towards a reset. I mean, the so, ba- the Batgirl movie, real quick. I was gonna say, yeah, like obviously, I mean, we we went on that, you know, how from a creative standpoint, that was a nightmare. Yes. Uh, last week, but um, the movie, like the more I hear about it, I mean, we we've we talked about it before, but like we haven't we hadn't talked about it in months. And then, so I'm like, remember, I was like, oh, I forgot Michael Keaton was supposed to be in this. And yeah. J.K. Simmons. I'm like, yeah. why? Why was J.K. Simmons in this again? Because now we'll never know. I'm, yeah. yeah well, now we'll never know. I'm like, I guess he's not playing. I guess he's playing a different version of the of Commissioner Gordon, but he's playing Commissioner Gordon again. But Michael mm-hmm. Keaton's Batman and not Ben Affleck. Or maybe he maybe it is Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. I don't know. But. Like I said, we'll never know what the deal is with that, but um, that was always that was always weird. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that's kind of what's annoying about this is I just feel like I think we all kind of agreed and understood that what DC was doing was chaotic. Like the plan that Hamada was putting forward was, and we'll talk about that plan a little bit in the show as well. Was chaotic. I mean, you had characters showing up from same universes, characters from different universes. We had not seen. A lot of these new movies to get any explanation for why Michael Keaton is showing up randomly every now and now uh, you know, in a couple of these movies, and is he the same Michael Keaton as the guy we saw in '89 and in Batman Returns? Like, there's these things happening that don't quite make a lot of sense. There's the Batman, and then there's this Batgirl movie that is not connected to the Batman universe. Like, what they were doing, what they were trying to do was chaotic. So that was my whole thing. Was as I was, I I understand looking at this saying that I don't think this is gonna work, and we need to revamp it. I guess to me again, the problem I have is the the painful way in which they're going about this just feels unnecessary. It feels like they're trying. I feel it feels like this is the cheapest way they can do it, quite frankly, which is why they're trying to cut cut this Batgirl movie now. Why they're kind of just slashing, hashing, and slashing things left and right. Like they're trying to, I think, just cut as much money as possible. Which you know, he's in the business of making money, so I understand that. But it just feels again like. You could have done this and still allowed for the background to come out. You still you could have done this and still said, okay, we're going to, you know, like, I'm still trying to figure out, do I need to watch Black, Black, Black Adam and Shazam? Like, I don't even know. Is this part of the 10-year plan? Like, how do we not even know that? And, and I read a report this week that said, oh, well, DC is looking to see if Black Adam and Shazam do well. What? I thought you guys had a 10-year plan. How do you have a plan that... Doesn't inv- that includes? Well, these people may have a future if this does well. Then that's not a plan. Then that's I don't know what it is. That's a uh, an outline. That's a um, that's a thought process. That was that's not an actual plan. So that's why I, I look at this and I, I I have both eyebrows raised <laughs> trying to figure out what exactly Warner Discovery is trying to do with DC because these things don't add up. I don't know how you got two major movies coming out at the end of this year. And you're like, well, they're part of this franchise where we have a 10-year plan, but we don't know if they're actually part of the plan yet. We have to see how these do. Well, then, again, sorry that, that you don't actually have a plan. You can't tell me that Dwayne the freaking Rock Johnson is a eh, wait-and-see kind of moment for you guys. He's the biggest freaking star in Hollywood. That, that, again, either people are lying or there's something that they know is going to happen they haven't announced or this thing makes no sense. I don't know which one it is. It's three options, but ask me one of those three options, which is a perfect segue to apparently how Warner Discovery is t- 
taking part in how they're going to roll out the Flash, if they even decide to roll it out. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Warner Discovery is right now eyeing three potential possibilities for how they want to handle the Flash, given all the chaos, not just with the, obviously, with the actual, you know, studio that we've been talking about, but more in dealing with Ezra Miller, who had more disturbing allegations, more disturbing arrests. Uh, this week, they were arrested in Vermont for felony burglary. It's a situation where child services had to, uh, is trying to retrieve some children that w- that's with a woman that was staying with Ezra Miller. Like this, I mean, he's got, it, I don't know if y'all play GTA, but he's got all five stars at this point. Or they, excuse me, have, have all five stars at this point when it comes to uh, just how wild things are getting with Ezra. Like, you don't know what state they're going to be in. You don't know what action it's going to be. But they they seem to be causing havoc everywhere. So now Warner is trying to figure out what to do because the word that we're getting is that the flash is heat. That, that's the word. Is that it's testing very well. That people are liking it. So it's leaving... Warner with what they 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 eye as three choices. The first being that Ezra Miller seeks help. That he that they give an interview, talking about their behavior and apologizes for these incidents, and they keep Ezra's press appearances to a minimum, but that they do indeed go on a press tour. The other part of it that they're considering is having Ezra Miller play in no part, play no part in the film's promotion and to eventually recast the role as the movie is coming out. And then there's the third option, which again, I just, when you tell me you have a 10 year plan, you're telling me this is on the table. I just don't believe you have a 10 year plan, but apparently the third plan idea in the third scenario, it is apparently the last resort that is being talked about amongst Warner media. It is one that, would only be implored if things get worse with Ezra Miller, which I just shake my head. Like, think like, how much worse could it get? What are you waiting for? And we'll get to that maybe in a second. But that the Flash could get scrapped and just never be released, and, and that you know that that was it, and we don't we just don't talk about it anymore. So apparently, those are the three options that are in play. There's no ability to recast him in this movie because Ezra is playing multiple characters. They're in every scene, essentially. You can't say, okay, let's bring everybody back. Let's start from scratch and just throw Grant Gustin in there as the Flash. That's not going to work. You have to just kill the entire film. So I, I toss this back to Sham saying, again, when I talk about or think about a three, you know, a, a ten. Well, first of all, let me back up before I get into the ten-year plan stuff, which again doesn't jive with this thought process, in my opinion. This notion that they're still waiting for things to potentially get worse before deciding to scrap the movie, Shamari, is insane to me. Like, like I couldn't believe I, I read that as I was going through the notes for today's show. You're seeing if things get worse. Like, that is what got you in this position in the first place, Sham. And I know Kendall was on that other side, and we've dunked on him enough, so I'm not even going to go through that yet. But, like, Sham, we said from the beginning, if you allow this thing to spiral out of control and snowball, 
this could become a big problem. Not actually addressing it, not actually dealing with it, not being proactive is essentially what got Warner DC here. And the idea that Warner Discovery is looking at the same thing. And there's a chance they may go with the same strategy. Every other day, Ezra's getting arrested or being accused of something more heinous. And they're like, well, we'll see what the next one is before we decide to cancel. Like, what What the hell is going on over there, Sham? Yeah, I mean, we've been saying this for... But, I mean, EJ, you remember, though, I was saying this... Pretty much since that, that video, video came, out. came out. Yeah, since the video came out. That's 2020. That video came out? The video of Ezra choking that woman in Iceland. You were on it, and I was on it. You were on it. We were like, okay, clock's ticking. Right. You know, what's, what are they going to do about this? Yeah, either they're going to have to publicly acknowledge this and get Ezra whatever help they need to, to figure this situation out, or... They can't continue with Ezra Miller. It was, to me, it was clear as day. And they did yeah. nothing. Yeah, it was very clear. So this is a, so, I mean, what it tells me is that this change in leadership has not changed the moral framework of the company. Nope. <laughs> which uh, maybe shouldn't be too surprising considering how massive the company is. Um. But, yeah, it's just sad. You know, it's just sad. You know, I feel, I feel like we have every... It seems like every week now, there's a new update, a new story regarding Ezra Miller. And we don't even talk about all of them. We haven't talked about all of them. But... No, you can't... You literally can't keep up. Like, you if we talked about much. every single allegation and arrest that Ezra Miller... Or every story that comes out about Ezra Miller being wanted in sixty, you know, you know, thirty-eight states or whatever. Like, if we mm-hmm. talked about that, this would be the entire show. We this whole show today could have been about Ezra Miller, because there's allegations and stuff that we just I'm not getting into. Like I, I mentioned them at the top. I'm just like we don't have enough time to go through what Ezra Miller has done next. But it, that's how bad it is. Yep, yep, that's how bad it is. So I mean, I. I mean, look, I've said before, I kind of don't want to see anything with Ezra Miller in it. It just has a stench of just, of just kind of, uh, just immorality and just money and greed and, you know, just, just rewarding poor behavior. So, I mean, they, they do, they do be, be much better off just, cutting bait and just moving on to somebody else. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess we'll just have to see what happens. But, you know, I feel like this is going to... When it comes to Ezra Miller, it, it seems like this is only going to end very badly, especially as long as they continue to enable him. Or them, rather. And not... And, like, not... And just not care about Ezra Miller taking any kind of accountability. So it's it's just like... You know, it's just ridiculous. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm hoping this doesn't get worse. I feel like it will, and it it just it, I feel like we're just kind of waiting for things to hit to hit uh, to to kind of hit a peak. And I mean, we've seen them in we've seen them in cop cars. We've seen them 
in videos talking to police and choking uh, women in places. I mean, this is only this isn't going to get better. It's delusional for Warner Warner Brothers Discovery to think this is going to get better with them not taking I mean, any kind I, of stand. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I tweeted this, and again, I don't mean this to be a dunking segment, but is this? I, I tweeted this earlier. I tweeted this last week, I think. This to me, this is the worst. This might be the worst execution of a PR plan I've ever seen from a movie studio. And I mean, ever. And I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if you could think of something where there was a movie studio that had to deal with a situation and they handled it poorly. But like, and it's crazy that I first guessed it. But it's like, you look back at this situation and you see, video comes out, Ezra Miller has choked a woman. And you say, okay, from here on out, from here till today's date, August 11th, when we're recording this podcast, is their PR strategy about how they handle Ezra Miller since that moment. And I don't know if there's a worse, there's a worse <laughs> strategy from what we've seen. Like, that that thing went from a, again, a moment that was, people knew about, people were upset about, you know, me and Shemar were taking to the high hills about it, but... It was still not necessarily the most mainstream story. To now, Ezra is he's, he's a list for the wrong reasons. Like like he the they've now become that person that's infamous now for these bizarre and quite frankly alarming situations that they keep putting themselves in. And I just sit back and I think this didn't have to be this way. But it was in action by Warner Media to for them to to, to to come out like this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's me. It's got to be. It's me. It's the worst. It's the it's the worst PR strategy I've ever seen from a movie from a movie standpoint. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to this movie, I, I think Warner Brothers, uh, they're in a weird spot because. Obviously, I look, I don't know how many, I mean, there's DCEU people. I don't know who's DCU person versus the Snyder person versus who's pro Ezra Miller, who's anti Ezra Miller. I, I mean, obviously, there's stands everywhere. I'll tell you what, though. Them pro Ezra Miller people, they, they found, that, they found, they found, I know, but they, they, it feels like they have found every rock and every corner, every mountain they could to get out of the limelight because they were very loud in the beginning of this. They were loud even this year. It is a lot harder to find them folk. Where, where are the pro Ezra Miller people today? I can't find them. And and the, and the thing, the, 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 I don't know how many people, again, like I said, those people out there exist apparently, but I don't know how many people will be heartbroken if this movie got canceled. Uh, I wasn't very heartbroken when Batgirl got canceled, and <laughs> that that was just you know because I wasn't really looking forward to it. I'm not really looking that for that much forward to this movie. Um, the only real DC movie, I mean, I'm looking forward to Black Adam, kind of Aquaman two, and then the Batman and Joker two. You know, outside of that, I you know the rest of these movies, I mean, they're coming out. And you'll you will see him, but um if for whatever reason they got canceled, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh I, I wouldn't be that upset. But um when it comes to their when it comes to their strategy, 
I mean, it, it, I mean, look, again, if we're talking about canceling it, again, from a fan perspective, from my perspective, I wouldn't care. Uh, I mean, Ken, though, I how, think, good, how good does this movie have to be for you to justify them? Yeah, I mean, we were talking doing about all this. Like, how, how good I mean, does it have to be? Like, it's got to be a be... good movie. I, like, you know, I mean, you say, you say how good? I mean, like, it can't be. I t- uh, me and Shemar were talking about this yesterday. It can't be Thor Love and Thunder. It can't be. Absolutely not. Eternals. Like, those absolutely are solid not. movies. You know, those, you know, not not terrible. But um, but if it's that movie, I'll, I'll, I'll go this further, Ken. Though. Go. I'll go further, Ken. Though. I don't think it could be as good as any of these Marvel movies that come out in the last couple of years. And I'm not someone who's this Marvel is mid guy. I'm not that guy. You guys know that. I've liked several of these movies that have come out. I liked Shang Chi. I liked uh, I liked Doctor Strange a lot, and I liked the Eternal. Obviously, Spider Man was awesome. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, let's take Spider Man away from that. I'm talking about the MC, the Marvel Studios solely produced movies. If it's on, par, if we're saying it's only on par with those films, then that's not enough for me to for them to have done all of this. Like they have to have an absolute heater. Well, for me to so justify the them I can't, going forward, but I think if it is a heater, what do you do? Because you can't you can't do another movie with this person. Well, so what do you well, do after that? And so I told so I told Jamari, the only thing that makes any of this make sense, and we'll see. We'll, I mean, we may never know because there's a chance we wake up tomorrow and this movie's canceled, or two days from now. I mean, this thing is moving fast, and this whole situation with Ezra Miller evolves daily. So. Uh, you know, as far as we know, this, this is what we said months ago. It was like, yeah, I mean, right now, I guess the movie's coming out, but there's no way to know that nothing's going to happen in the next month. It's going to mean that this movie has to be canceled or three months from now. So, and that that is still on, you know? I mean, there's no way to know five months from now Ezra Miller is not, you know, on trial for something <laughs> something else. I, I don't know. Or, you know, like, I, I mean, and again, I don't know what's true and what's not, but... All I know is this thing is spiraling out of control when it comes to Ezra Miller. So, in terms of is the movie coming out? I mean, as of today, I guess it's possible. But the only thing that would make that make sense is if in this movie they are explaining and writing out Ezra Miller as a character. If you told me, if they're saying to themselves, look, guys, just see the movie and then you guys will understand why... We're not worried about Ezra Miller because, you know, Ezra Miller is not the Flash after this movie comes out. If that's the case, it would make more sense. But, you know, I mean, there's no way to make this whole situation make sense because it's just such a chaotic situation. You know, it's 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 tough. And this is this is what it comes down to as a company. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, plenty of people have done business with Ezra Miller over the years, but this is where you have to, you have to do some deep psychoanalysis of the people that you work with, and people that, people that you make the face of your franchise, um, two of your franchises, two of your biggest money making franchises in DC with the Flash and Fantastic Beasts, you make Ezra Miller the face, one of the faces of both of those properties. Uh, you got to know the person you're dealing with, and I mean, clearly there's some 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 uh, uh, you know apparent uh, deterioration of 
of the mental state when it comes to Ezra Miller. I don't. I mean, this is all this is all apparent. This is all from my perspective. I don't know what's going on and what's not, but um, you know, I mean, again, they've got more answers than I do. Uh, they've got more info than I do. I mean, there's reports and that, that's oh, why they, that's they why it's stuff so, last month. Yeah, and I'm like, if the, you're shooting stuff last month, I mean. I feel like that was like the last time we were talking about an Ezra Miller scandal was last month. And, and yeah, and they how, were, are they, how, are, how, how are they able to find Ezra Miller and not the police? The police yeah. were looking for yeah. Ezra Miller last month. Apparently, he was on some exactly. he was on some flash set doing reshoots. The, the funniest thing about like, it. Like, are you, y'all kidding me with this? The, the funniest thing about it is, in my mind at least, is, it, 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 I mean, Miller's all over the place. Like, one day it'll be Hawaii. The next day it's Iceland. The next day it's New Mexico. Yeah, it's like Carmen San Diego. Where in Tampa, the world is yeah. it? Where in the world is Ezra Miller? It's it's, it's, it's literally it's really like Carmen San Diego. It's crazy. It's like a. It's like a. It's like the GTA version of. <laughs> it's the GTA version of Carmen San Diego. It could be what, is Ezra what is Ezra Miller doing in Vermont? He's, he, I mean, it, it, there, there's no. There's no. He's in Burlington. He's going to UVM. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Shout out to the Catamounts, yeah, man. I, I don't know. Got some kind of ranch there or something, which is kind of this is very creepy vibes. I'm getting just very eerie. Wasn't there a, rumor like the or a report about him being a cult leader or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that, that, the, yeah, yeah exactly. The more yeah. the more things come out about him about them, the more I'm just like, you know, this is very creepy behavior. Yep. And I feel like there's a lot that we're just not seeing that and like, yeah. you may never know. But it's just like just like just this person there's a just a lot of very very scary energy coming from this person. And, and that's and what's that's disturbing. that's what's alarming, Sham, because as Kendall pointed out, Warner is they're doing their jobs, which I, I believe they are doing their jobs in this in this aspect. Warner Media and Warner Discovery, they know more about Ezra Miller than we do. They like it's just like an NBA team who has private investigators who know everything about these people's lives. They're gonna invest millions and even billions of dollars in some of these folks. You better be damn sure they're gonna know every single thing about these people. So this is the public record on Ezra Miller that we're on that we're we, that continues to unfold over the course of these past few years. It is impossible for me to, to see that this is the public record, and we know there's probably way more disturbing things about Ezra that we just don't know yet, or we may never even know. And that Warner Media is still sitting there saying, well, if the big, big shoe doesn't drop, maybe we can move forward with this. Like, that's unacceptable, man. Like, you guys know who you're dealing with better than even we do, and we're very frightened. Like just, and I'm not even frightened as a fan. I mean, frightened as just a society in America. Because Ezra Miller could pull up on me today. He could pull up in my apartment, saying, "Oh, I heard you talking about me," and do something crazy. That I mean, that is the kind of person we're dealing with. And y'all saying, "Well, maybe we can survive the next thing." I mean, come on, man. We're talking about women. We're talking about children being involved. Like, what more do you, you need to say we have to cut bait and just figure out something else? And the worst thing I feel like that could have happened in Warner Discovery was that they moved this movie back. 
and, and I guess they had to. I think because it was a, I think it was a visual effects thing, and they they did they did reshoot, so that they definitely did have to move it back. And as Kendall's point out, or maybe one of you guys point, I forgot who said it. Maybe these reshoots are them shooting them out of the movie. I mean, I don't know, but like, if this movie could have just came out already and been done with. Like, they could have survived this, but like, to think that they're gonna have to do another half year essentially of all of this stuff. It just seems unfeasible. But yet here we are talking about them potentially going down that path. Let's uh let, let's shift gears and talk about the the what was supposed to be the plan for Warner DC previously to previous to the Discovery takeover because that's what it is. I mean they call it merger, but it means Azov's coming and again he's he's chopping heads. And we've heard the reports that a lot of people inside Warner. And excuse me, DC particularly were or were really upset when the Batgirl was canceled, which you you have to, you can't be surprised by. Obviously, they would be very upset. They put their heart and soul into a vision that goes beyond just that movie, and you know now you have someone who wasn't a part of that vision coming and saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not gonna happen." And one of those people is apparently uh, Walter Hermod himself. He is the president of DC Films, and we've been hearing that. Zaslav's been looking for someone to oversee DC films. We haven't necessarily heard that he's been trying to replace Hamada. We've actually heard Hamada has been it was safe in all of this, but it almost feels kind of like I don't know. It's almost like when you're like a the Kindle, you know, always uses sports references. Like you're hiring a, a president, and you know the GM is already there, and, and they got they don't want to fire. They're not going to fire the GM, but they're hoping kind of everything they do will make the GM kind of exit on their own. That's kind of yep. how this feels like. And Hamada was apparently so upset that he was ready to quit pretty much on the spot when this whole Batgirl stuff happened. And he had to be convinced to stay on until at least Black Adam. In the middle of the season. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't, Yeah. Don't quit during the middle of the season. Finish. Finish out the string. Let's get the the playoff season. Yeah. Let's see if we make the playoffs. Maybe get a nice little eight seed. That's essentially what they told Hamada. Just stick around for throughout the end of the season and then we'll figure out uh, what we do. Um next so the word now has been kind of coming out about what exactly was warner dc planning under hamada and what was the vision because as i said we could talk about the 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 teardown of this vision being chaotic but the actual vision was chaotic so i found some of these 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 details about what they were planning to be pretty interesting so for starters that Hamada had, had 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 figured to come out with a plan to release three to four movies a year, which I feel like DC had been trying to ramp up towards. I feel like the pandemic kind of didn't allow them to get to that. But we've seen, you know, I don't know how many times we talked about this podcast about how you know Marvel's doing four movies and two shows a year, and DC sometimes come out with one movie or two movies, and how that just didn't seem to be cutting it for what the demand is now for these superhero films, but. One of the things that I think stood out the most was a plan to do Crisis on Infinite Earths as a event movie that would have uh, combined multiple franchises and actors ahead of a, a basically a big re- reboot of DC. That that was the plan before um, uh, DC, you know, you know, Warner or excuse me, Warner Discovery came into the fold and they merged. So. Sham, I, I don't know how you feel about that, what you think when you hear something like that. But it, it is interesting 
to have a situation where you're talking about all these new projects, you know, a Supergirl movie, a Green Lantern Corps. All no, Green Lantern apparently still in the works, by the way, which is again, I don't understand this. Static Shock, uh, the, you know, the Black Superman movie, and you know, it all again seemed random, seemed like it didn't make sense. And then I hear, well, the plan was to do Crisis on Infinite Earths to do a then a hard reboot. I mean, honestly, that kind of makes some of this all this chaos that Hamada had kind of put together this kind of uh, kind of beautiful mess, I would call it, because I think that there there have been some really great moments in it. That would have made this make a little more sense if they would have said, you know, the plan is to eventually do something to bring all this together into one universe or to do a reboot. And that this was their way essentially saying, yo, let's make as much money as we can. Just tell dope stories. And then we'll just throw all these characters in one movie, call it Crisis, and then we'll figure out what we do after that. I mean, that kind of adds up. And that could maybe be what the impetus is for to not cancel The Flash. Maybe... Zaslav still feels like the crisis event is the avenue to get to whatever reboot is going to be. But what did you make of hearing that crisis was apparently in the works for DC? Um, I don't really know how to feel about it. I mean, and of everyone on this show, I seem to be enjoying their movies the most. I mean, Crisis is just, Crisis is a, and it always was, honestly. It was a very ambitious premise. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's essentially like the first, to me, it's like the first major comic book event. Yeah. And it is, it's so massive. It's, there's so many characters. I mean, it, it, so it is um so i don't know it's hard for me to say oh i I mean i'm saddened that i couldn't see this because it's hard it's just really hard to pull off i don't know if they could have pulled it off in in a way that really does crisis justice um you know so i don't know i mean the cw tried it they tried a couple of different crisis type events well, yeah, and, they, they eventually did Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. And, um, you know, even when watching that, you think, oh, boy, it wouldn't be cool if we got, a, like, a movie, a real kind of real movie version. And maybe when Ezra Miller showed up there, that was a hint, possibly. Right. That that was, that that was. Uh, yeah, that, that could have been why they, that could have been why they greenlit it, to be quite frank. Yeah. They could have said, all right, you can put Ezra in there because he's actually going to be involved with something like this on the movie scale. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, it's just very ambitious. So I, I'm a little more tepid on, oh, my God, if only we got to see it. I mean, doesn't mean we'll never see it, but I don't know if this version would have been the right time to do it. Kendall, what do you make of DC's, uh, you know, pre-plans, pre-Zaslav to crisis on infinite earths to launch a hardline reboot um i i think that that makes a little bit of sense i mean i, I mean the only thing that kind of steps on it is was the fact that cw already did their own version but mm-hmm. uh i don't think anybody was 
you know, saying to themselves, oh, well, now we can't see it in the movie because they already <laughs> right. did it. Um, you know, not, they didn't set an incredibly high bar. But with that being said, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say I wouldn't rule out them not do, not doing it at all, but doing some variation again. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if this Flash movie were to ever come out, if they do do some shenanigans that will reset the universe uh, anyway. So, um, you know, I mean, again, with the DC universe, I, I you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be too worried about a reboot anyway. Like, I wouldn't be too concerned that, you know, I'm losing a bunch of properties that I was super excited about. But, um, but yeah, I mean, makes sense given some of the stuff that they were, some of the stuff they were, they were, they were doing anyway. Um, and even the way they were kind of featuring the Flash, it makes sense that Bryce on Infinite Earths was a, a direction they were going. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like, if that was the plan to do this stuff and kind of to me, what 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 it feels like, guys, is it feels like the Hamada era is going to feel I think it's going to end up being this anyway, because I think he's going to leave and then they're going to do some major reboot. But it almost to me it almost feels like the Hamada era was kind of a means to an end. And that's kind of how it always was meant to be, was that they that Hamada was like they were like, look, this Snyder verse didn't work for us. And I'm not even going to get into how you feel. That's how what they felt, clearly. Now, whether they're right or wrong, I don't really care. But that's how they felt. Snyderverse, everything that went about it just didn't work. So we need to rehaul the situation. But we have people that are good here that we like. We like Momoa. We like Gadot. So we have to move forward. We're going to have to move forward with some kind of reboot, but we can't just do it right now. So we got to do something. In between there. So let's bring in this guy, Hamada, who's known to make high-quality movies. Um, maybe not necessarily the biggest budgets, but a guy who just knows how to put out high-quality content. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's just get stuff. It's almost like a writer. It's like, just get stuff on the page. Just get stuff on the page. You know, just keep showing up. And, yeah, Marvel's doing, you know, their Avengers Super Super 8 movie or whatever. You know, the, the quadruple factor super spider-man team-up movie we can't compete with that right now we're not going to be able to so let's just keep hitting singles hitting doubles just keep getting on base essentially and hamada could do that till we to get us to some big event that we can actually do once we kind of have enough stuff on the page to do what we want to do which is the combined universe eventually like that it almost feels now that zaslav has taken over that it's kind of like they're just ripping the Band-Aid off. Like, this, they were going to... They wanted to really do Supergirl. And to be honest, when we think about Supergirl... And this is literally just dawning on me just now. But that could talk about... That could that could be a reason for the the importance of doing Supergirl movie. Because Supergirl is, is, is essential to the Crisis on Infinite Earth story. And perhaps they were like, if we're going to do that justice, we need to have a Supergirl that people know and people care about. Um, so let's get Supergirl, let's do her in, you know, in this Flash movie, let's do her own movie, and by that point, when the Supergirl that we know and love, uh, you know, is in crisis, now it means something, it's not someone we're just introducing, or someone that's coming in out of nowhere, like, you know, Supergirl dying in crisis was a huge deal when it happened, like, it was a major event, clearly, that was at a time where, 
superhero deaths weren't quite as prevalent as they are now. I mean, now it's just insane. Everybody dies. <laughs> but, like, that was a huge deal. And I think that could explain a lot, again, when I think about their this emphasis on Supergirl apparently over Superman, this importance of The Flash and Barry Allen, and, and this importance now on Ezra Miller. Like, some of this stuff could be tied to that. You can't do a real crisis story without Supergirl and The Flash being linchpin cornerstones of your storytelling. And when we think about their importance to DC, what we've seen over the last few years and how they've been prioritized, again, some of this stuff, again, I call it a beautiful mess. Again, there was some stuff in this Armada universe that I did like, or this Armada era that I did like. Some of this stuff, it starts to add up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You guys following my, my tea leaves there in terms of how I'm kind of seeing this? Anybody? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you go. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, no, they were like, nah, we yeah. ain't rocking. We, we ain't rocking with that. Yeah, I'll see you more yet, but, um, but no, yeah, I, I, I look like you said. I mean, there was definitely, um, definitely some weird stuff that they that that they were doing, um. Uh, with 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 their characters, with their properties, uh, I I feel like one. I mean, one of the the big thing that 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 you know I'm still trying to figure out is obviously the Superman character, um, because they first of all there's all these reports, rumors, whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call them about how they keep trying. They've been trying to get Henry Cavill back. Yeah, Cavill's like kick rocks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> again, I always say you know. It's all alleged. We don't know what. There's no way we we would know if that conversation happened. There's almost no way we would know. Boy, about I, it. I, I will say this: man. How if, if that is true, and I don't usually go this far. I, I'm gonna be hesitant to say it, but I'm going to say it. If it is true that they are trying to reach out to Cavill and that Cavill is telling them to kick rocks, that's kind of bozo energy, man. You can't For be who? the guy who's talking about the cape is still in my closet. I'm waiting for the call. And then when they call you, you're saying, I'm not, I'm not showing up to work. I don't want to do that. Like, I'm sorry. Like you can't, you can't do that. My thing is, if you just decide you were not going to, it'd be different if he never answered questions about Superman, didn't talk about being Superman. But this guy has been talking about being Superman a lot since he hasn't been. And how it's still a possibility. It's still something he's going to do. I'm sure he's got. And like what? All right. When they call you, show up to work. Like what? What is this? You're not answering the call. You're not answering their phone. You don't want to come back. I'm sure he's got. Uh, what do you want to call it? Stipulations. You know, I'm sure he's got a list. You know, all right. Well, if I'm doing this, I'm sure you McGregor had a list. Oh yeah, if I'm if I'm coming back to play Obi Wan, this thing better be good. You well, know, yeah, but you wasn't script. saying, yo, I got the I got the robe in my locker, or I got the robe in my closet. He wasn't saying that. He was saying I haven't heard anything. Like. So It'll be different. Thing, like Cavill has been teasing that he will return to Superman at some point. He, it's got right, to the point right. where it almost sounds like he's begging for them right. to bring him back. I don't want to read a report saying actually they called him and he said, "Nah, thanks, but no thanks." What? But then but shut up. What have you been talking also, about the last it, two years? It depends on it depends on the leadership. You know, I don't know if he's a Snyder guy. I don't know if he's a Hamada guy. I don't know if he's, he's yeah. probably not a Dazzle guy. I mean, that's just yeah, what I, I mean, guess. 
That's not who hired yeah. So that all that stuff, there's been so much change that you know, the situation a year ago is not the same situation we are in now. The only thing I will say real quick is also is it does make you wonder, does he has he already does he have a deal with somebody else now? You know, mm. I mean, that's the circumstances change where maybe he's like, well, you know, I talked to Kevin Feige and I'm going to do something else. So I'm not playing Superman anymore. So I don't know. Those are another possibility out there. Man, I hope somebody, mm-hmm. man, next time they see Cavill in public, I really hope they ask him, yo, man, do you want to be Superman or what? Because we need answers. I I just, I mean, to me, he was like kind of Snyder-like. And I, I don't, and I, I don't mean he was malicious at all, because you know, you guys know how I feel about Snyder. But he was Snyder like in the sense that, like, when people would talk about his future of Superman, he was like very, very cautious of being very open, being like, I still want to do this. Like, far as I'm concerned, I'm still Superman. Like, it, it, he wasn't this. Oh, that's something from the past, and I've moved on. That's never been his energy. He's been the total opposite. So, like, I just can't have you be like that and then again i'm reading they actually did call you and you said no like and now i need answers like you didn't say i'm back as long as uh zach Snyder's back because guess what that's what the people from the uh, the the uh the guardians of the galaxy were saying essentially about james gunn well they were like yo we can't do this without james gunn dave batista we, like, he was looking he was ready to pull up on kevin Feige and and and, and maybe throw hands if they didn't put James Gunn back as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So I've seen that energy where they say, hey, I want to do this, but we can't do this without our leader. That's not what I've heard from Harry Cavill at all. Not even close. His thing was just, I want to be back. I want to do this. So I don't know. Shamar, you're the biggest Cavill guy on the show. You love Superman, obviously. I mean, am I? do you feel the same way? Am I off on this? I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I'm kind of back and forth on it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm leaning a little more with Kendall, just just in terms of like, like I don't know what conversation was had. You know, it's like I, I. Of course, I want to see him as Superman. So if he says he's coming back as Superman, I want to see him as Superman. You know, but I also. I mean, I don't know what they said. I don't know what the offer was. I don't know what the situation was. I mean, if they gave him some terrible, a horrible offer that he shouldn't accept considering or his agent if his agent was like yeah i mean look they're not you know they're they're trying to punk you with whatever they whatever this is or they're trying to you know kind of put you in a corner and not give you pay what you're worth or whatever because you said you do it publicly or something like that you know like i don't i don't know what the situation was i don't know what he you know if if it wasn't the proper bag for him i'm not going to say hey no you why didn't you do it you know, like I, it's like I want him to do it. I hope he does it. But you know, he didn't do it. You know, it is what it is. I got to move on. So this is kind of my feeling. On it. I hear you. I just, to me, I just feel like, I mean, I look. I, I I'll admit, you know, full disclosure. I, you know, one of the first YouTube videos we've ever done on our YouTube channel was me saying that they need to fire Kevin Cavill. And it wasn't even really personal with him. It was more about the need for a reboot and hence why he I thought he had to go. But I I thought Henry Cavill was really good in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I think he still has promise as Superman. I know a lot of people really love him. Hawk Hawkland is right now my favorite Superman. But Cavill is good. And I think that 
for people seeking your more conventional Superman, you know, I know they were going to do this black Superman, I guess. I mean, we don't really know. <laughs> but with uh, Ta-Nehisi, Ta-Nehisi coach writing and, uh, and I guess, J.J. Uh, 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 Abrams. I don't know if he's, the, I don't think he's direct. I think he's producing it or whatever. Um, like, I, I like people looking for that Superman on the big screen, like, he's the guy you would want. He's the guy that I would want. And I, for me, it's just, you can't say you want to be that guy, and then I hear, well, they're calling you, and you're not answering the phone. And then the other thing, too, hearing that real quickly, I also thought, it also made sense, I think, why we were hearing that stuff about him showing up at Comic-Con. I think they were trying to strike a very aggressive, fast deal, quick deal, to get him to announce something there. And my impression, and you know, maybe I'm kind of being fugazi here, because I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys on this. My impression is there, there was a chance that they were trying to strike fast. They knew Marvel was going to just hit them over the head with a sledgehammer, which is what happened at San Diego Comic-Con. And they said, we need good PR, good press, and we need it now, and we need something major. And it can't be something that's just uh, uh, something that will die in a, in a couple hours when Marvel does their thing. We need something that's going to be long-lasting well beyond what's going to happen at Comic-Con. I think they tried their damnedest to say, let's get Cavill signed onto the die line so we can roll him out there at Comic-Con. And for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason is. That's where we differ. I don't know if he actually don't want to do it. I don't know if he, I don't know why he don't, he, he didn't sign on. But I think that he did not sign on. And that's why we kept hearing those rumors that they were trying to bring him out. Because I think that was the plan. I think that they want him to be Superman moving forward. I think Zaslav, he seems to be more of a conventional kind of guy. So I feel like he's saying, how the hell do we have this big Hollywood star who is technically Superman still in our universe and we're not using him. I think they tried to sign him and maybe it was a negotiating ploy. Maybe Cavill said, look, I'm not signing for only this number or whatever, but that's what kind of how I feel like maybe why some of those reports about Cavill showing him at Comic-Con that he didn't, why that happened. I think they, they were trying the hardest to get him there. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, Let's move over to the Marvel stuff because there's been some interesting Marvel stuff as well. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but, you know, She-Hulk, there's been more and more stuff coming out with She-Hulk regarding just the making of the show. A lot of actually pretty interesting stuff, I think, has come out, and we're not going to talk about all of it here, but I suggest you just look it up as we get closer and closer to that release date. We're now in the month, or I guess in a couple of weeks now, right? Uh, what is it? Is it this week or next week? Well, not, I know it's not this week. Is it... Uh, Oh, yeah, we're actually a week away from She-Hulk, which is kind of, Jesus, summer yeah, flies week. right now. We're literally a week away as we <laughs> record this podcast on August 11th. Um, one of the things I thought that stood out was, obviously, we're talking more and more about Daredevil. There was that clip they dropped last week of, you know, seeing the full yellow suit Daredevil flipping in. And clearly, I don't know how many more, I don't know how many more scenes we're going to have with Daredevil, but this is going to be a major moment in Daredevil. But... I think one of the interesting comments about She-Hulk and how Daredevil fits in comes from uh, the executive producer who essentially said that their opportunity to work with Daredevil was a chance for them to show a, a, a lighter side to the character. And that a lot of these MCU cameos that you'll actually see is their ability to kind of go away from maybe what you're expecting to see from them, from what you've experienced watching them in their movies or in whatever shows they may appear where likely those shows have been or movies have been rather serious. And this is the opportunity to take a more lighter approach. 
Um, this was uh, uh, this was said by I'm trying to Jessica Gal, the head writer and the creator for the show. Uh, she said, "What's fun about bringing him and Daredevil into our world is that people have already seen a Daredevil who's very dramatic, a little bit on the heavy side, very dark, brooding. And it was so fun to be able to do, uh, and and what and we do with this character, with with excuse me, it was, it was so fun to be able to do, and what we do with this with every character from the MCU is we take them from the environment that you know them from, which is a more dramatic, action-oriented role, and." Uh, a much more serious role and we bring them into our world and they get to play in the tone of She-Hulk and they get to explore and we get to see a lighter side of that character. So I I, I can just see, I, I don't know, and I'm going to toss it to Sham, I know he's a huge Daredevil fan. We all are, but I think, again, Sham probably uh, holds the Daredevil flag for all of us. I mean, to me, I could see the Daredevil fans and all of the MCU is mid fans just shaking their head saying, here we go again. Here we go again. Here's Marvel coming in, messing with something that's already great. And they're going to ruin Daredevil. And it's going to stink. And I just feel it coming. I mean, this, this these comments came out just today. So, you know, the reaction is still pouring in. I don't know if we really have enough to have a reaction in terms of how people feel about this. I don't know how Sham you read this, but I just feel like I'm gonna read this, and now we're gonna have people for a week saying, "Here, wait for Daredevil to, you know, ruin She-Hulk." Excuse me, or She-Hulk to ruin Daredevil. Like we already have the yellow suit, which I think people are coming around on. Initially, I think people were a little mixed. I think now people are realizing after seeing the full Kyle and everything, this joint is heat. But I hear, oh, we're gonna explore a lighter side to Daredevil. I think there are people that won't be happy about that. What do you think, Sham? Yeah, I mean, I. How do you how do you feel hearing that? You're again, you're a Daredevil that. fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings. It definitely concerns about. Look, we saw what happened to Fisk, Kingpin. He you know, had his Hawaiian shirt, and he had his. Uh, you know, he's all you know, breaking open car doors, and taking taking you know taking all this firepower like he's the hulk or something you know so they beefed him up a whole lot and made him a little more cartoony They're like okay so what are they going to do with daredevil now we're saying oh we're doing a lighter tone um which i think a lot of these i think some of the other i mean i i mean i argue that yeah honestly i'd argue that i'd argue that both loki and wandavision were fairly light for most of them most of those both of those shows um they weren't like really heavy like like any of the really any of the netflix shows um i mean the darkest one so far i think has been falcon and winter soldier um, yes i agree with that and even that certainly could have been darker um yes so it was not as dark as any of the netflix shows so i don't know i mean it's and then you also pair that with what we've seen with the Ralph Boner and the yeah. Mandarin the first time and and uh, all this stuff, these teases where, oh, you think you're going to get this? Well, you're not. Wait until we decide we want to give it to you. And it's like, what? What? why does Marvel, I to this day, I don't understand why Marvel thinks that's, that's like, that is a good idea. Like to tease and poke and prod the, the fans with teasing them with, oh, maybe you'll get... The daredevil you want, 
someday, but not today. It's like, why? Why would you just give the people what they want? That's why. That's one thing I actually think, honestly, to me, like when DC does a project well, they give the people what they want. They don't they don't play any kind of games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they don't they just this is, um, you know, the Aquaman is like, no, this is Atlantis. You're getting all of Atlantis. You're getting all of, you know, Ocean Master and the politics and the. You know the the land dwellers and the war, and you get Black Manta. You're getting all of that. You know the Batman. You're getting all of the noir, all of the darkness, all of the. All, you're getting all of that, right? They go all in. Marvel, the MCU specifically, for some reason, for some of these characters, they just have an issue with it. It's and so it's ironic. Like, it's like how the turntables have turned. <laughs> it's a quote yeah. from Scott. You know, I don't like, know how many times I've done that same rant, and to be to Shamari's point, I haven't done it in a while. Saying why the hell doesn't DC just give the people what they want, and Marvel does that, but yeah, in some ways Shamari's right where the tables are kind of turned a little bit, where it's now Marvel who kind of feels like they have to reinvent the wheel on some things, and DC in recent years more inclined to just give people more conventionally what they want, a Suicide Squad that they want, a Batman that they want, an Aquaman that they want. You're right. It's a good point. Yep. And it's, and it's the, doing the same thing with X-Men. With, we're, we're getting yep. mutants, and we don't know what's going on. And <laughs> right. So we're going to see what happens. But, I'm, you know, I'm excited. We got the same actor doing it, of course, same as D'Onofrio. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Ken, though, do you, what do you take from this, quote-unquote, lighter approach to Daredevil? Um... To me, I don't think that the, that it's first of all. I mean, look, it's not a surprise. We saw the trailer uh, to She Hulk. We know that She Hulk's going to be. They already said it's going to be a you know a 20, 30, 20, 30 minute comedy show, so weekly you know sitcom kind of show. So I don't expect it to be uh, expect it to be closer to something like not you know Thirty Rock, but you know or, or something like that or. Franklin and Bash is a, is a legal show, a legal comedy, but like I expect it to be, you know, a little bit more comedic than what certainly a lot more comedic than what we've seen so far. Um, which is like you said, saying something because a lot of these shows have already been a little lighthearted. But um, so when you tie in Daredevil to that, uh, that could lead to some confusion for people. But um, but I'm also not surprised or worried. I'm not that worried because. You know, it's not unusual to see Marvel, especially when you're dealing with all these, all of this crossover, bringing characters from other, you know, from other, uh, you know, with different tones and, and, and try and mesh them together in someone else's property. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen it, uh, you know, we've seen so many examples of, you know, a character like... Uh, you know, Iron Man, Iron Man in, in, in Captain America Civil War is a little more, it's a little edgier than he is, than he will be in Iron Man 2, you know, because he's not in a Iron Man movie, he's in a Captain America movie. Um, you know, like they, 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 they try and find ways to when they, when they, uh, when they want to cross these characters over, have the character that's being crossed over fit into that person's universe more so than uh yeah. have them be this giant fish out of water 
Uh, and that, yeah, and so, that's kind of that's funny you mentioned that, Kendall, because I was thinking. I feel like I almost wonder if they should do that though. Like I, I wonder, like, because I feel like the these characters playing in their sandbox and playing by their rules has again, I think for the most part, been met with extremely mixed. It's been extremely mixed bag at best. You know, some some instances people have just downright not enjoyed that aspect of it. Like I almost wonder if it would make sense to have uh. You know, the Matt Murdock introduced in Netflix took himself extremely seriously. Like, extremely seriously. And I almost think it would be funny to see someone like that interacting with someone like the the Jennifer Walters character we're about to be introduced to. Who I mean, look, even, doesn't take herself that seriously and is still trying to figure this thing out. And the, to, to a degree, maybe that is what will happen, but that doesn't sound like how Gal was explaining this. Even... even Matt Murdock and Charlie Cox in, in No Way Home wasn't. It was only a little bit, but, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I liked I liked the portrayal, but they it wasn't you know dark and brooding. You know, it it, it fit the fit yeah. the tone. Yeah, the very short sample size, but yeah. You know, they 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 made they made the character fit the tone of the movie, and so if, if you know if they do that here again, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not. Too concerned. I guess the question becomes: It's an interesting choice, given that this is going to be the first, or second, technically. Uh, first time we see Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, first yeah, time we see Daredevil. Second time we're seeing Matt Murdock. Exactly, and so because of that, you know, I mean, they've already announced a Daredevil show, so uh, we know when it, we know when we're going to get Daredevil full-time, but, and we, we assume we're going to see him in Echo also, but like, and we, uh, I guarantee you, not going to be very lighthearted in Echo, so um, I think, again, I think that that stuff I'm not worried about, but for Marvel as a whole, looking at the, the landscape and realizing that not everybody's seen Daredevil, and people are being this their first introduction to the character how do you want to portray him? And so that's the question. Then that's the balance that they're going to have to work with. Staying, let's, let's stay on the topic of daredevil Netflix stuff. Um, I tell you what, Rosario Dawson had created quite a stir this weekend when she was at a convention. Um, and she, she mentioned how she heard that the, uh, that the Punisher was apparently going to be coming back with John Bernthal. And, of course, this sent everyone just going crazy. This was at Chicago Comic and Event and Entertainment Expo. And she said, I heard that, you know, Punisher is happening again. And, you know, that, uh, you know, she would love to work with someone like John Bernthal. And, of course, people were like, oh, my God, what the hell? And she immediately had to walk that back. Uh, she said, look, I'm not someone that can be trusted that she was getting uh, intel from fans during the signings. And that is that is essentially why she had said that and that it was uh, it was not smart of her and she needed to get confirmation. I'm calling BS on this sham. I, I think that she got a call from the uh, the, the agents of shield uh, people. I think she, I think uh, some shield agents approached her. And immediately 
uh, you know, told her to remove all her phone and evidence and items and essentially told her what she was going to say after she let the cat out of the bag that the Punisher was happening. Now, why she would do that, I, I that I'm not sure about. Because there's a part of me that says that, that, that what I just said just happened, that she knows it's going to happen, that she put it out there and she wasn't supposed to. Then there's the other side of me that's wondering if this was done to create the media stir that it was. You know, there, you know, we already heard plenty of rumors that Feige is very interested in the Punisher and very interested in Bernthal. Whether we'll get that, that is, we've never gone that far, but we, the fact that we've already gotten so many of the Daredevil characters back, it makes you feel like, you know, since Punisher wasn't Daredevil, that he very well could be on the return as well. So I also wonder if maybe this was Feige allowing her to say this to put out a trial balloon to see what the reaction would be. Of course, it was overwhelmingly positive. And then he's like, okay, walk it back because, you know, we had some other stuff we had to. You know, we had some other T's to cross and I's to dot before we actually can announce this thing. But I don't know. I, I, I think that Punisher is happening in that this was someone letting the guy out of the bag early, whether it be on purpose or by accident. What do you say? Uh, I agree with you, EJ. Um, yeah, I think she let the guy out of the bag a little too early. People weren't ready for it. Um, or Marvel. Well, Marvel was People are ready for it, but Marvel wasn't ready for it. Um, and she's trying to walk back, walk back, but it's too late now. It's out there. People know. And I'm glad. And, and we kind of, we kind of, honestly, when he, when, once Daredevil was confirmed to come back, I feel like this was just kind of, we were just waiting for it, right? I mean, we know Bernthal loves the Punisher character. We know everyone wants Bernthal to play Punisher. We know they're doing R-rated content now yep. on Disney Plus and all the stuff, like, there is no excuse. And this is a and Punisher also isn't that character that has to have all these powers and stuff. You gotta beef him up and all this stuff to put him in Avengers or anything like that. Like he he, he can just come back and just he just he's a military guy. So you know, that's all they have to do. So I'm not as concerned about them cuddling him up or making him all weirdy cartoony or anything like that, giving him some kind of weird costume or or anything to make him all MCU, the MCU's Punisher or anything like that. Like I feel like he'd just come back and be the Punisher. So, it's just nothing nothing but, but good thoughts and good vibes about that. And You know, she slipped up, or maybe it was a purposeful slip up. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, Ken, though, uh, I, I agree a lot with what Sham said. How, what did you think of the situation that Rosario found herself in talking about Punisher coming back? Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the other side and say that I think that this might have been a, a real slip up. Wow. Um, I only say that because Rosario Dawson's been in this game for a minute now. Yeah. Uh, you know, she did the Mar- she did the Marvel thing for quite a while. Uh, she's now doing the Star Wars thing, obviously. You know, probably been to a million cons over her career, conventions. Uh, I I feel like you know the the odds that she that that she had intel like that when she's probably had intel like that on other stuff for again you know a decade now that she now is the day that she just slipped and yeah like, hey, well, yeah I heard they're doing Punisher 
You know, um, I mean, it's, it's it's possible. The only way, again, unless it's unless it was intentional, I think that's that's. I, I don't know how she unintentionally would would slip something like that. You know, but um, unless the only thing that I would say is that the question would be, well, how does she not know? Well, how does she not know that that's not the case, or that that that, that hasn't been announced? And that you know, like, why would she say that? If so, even if someone, some fan, some idiot fans, like, yeah, hey, you know, they're doing the Punisher, right? You know, wouldn't she be like, you would think she'd say, well, you know, I don't know let me Google that, or oh, really? I don't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. But she, I mean, I know, I mean, they've been filming Ahsoka, and you know, she's very busy, obviously. Uh, maybe she just doesn't know. You know, maybe I mean, she knew that. Comic Con just happened. Maybe she thought Punisher got announced. Obviously, it's all this Daredevil stuff, and you obviously know Daredevil's coming back, and uh, D'Onofrio's coming back. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you just signals got mixed, and you just assumed that Punisher was coming back as well. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is one of those stories where it's like, I look, I think we all, to a degree, expect that Punisher will be back. And we'll never know if Rosario Dawson was telling the truth or was she lying, but she'd probably be right either way. Uh, because I think there's a good chance that we'll see Punisher again. I do definitely agree with that last point. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right about Rosario being you know around the block when it comes to you know keeping these kind of secrets and no understanding, <laughs> understanding what comes with being in the position of uh, being able to announce things or not announce things when it comes to big franchises like Marvel. But I don't know. Just something about this just felt like a mistake. And I don't mean a mistake like, oh, I took information that was bad. I just can't imagine because Rosario has been around the block that she would take intel from a fan and just say it at a panel. I did that. You could be right. I mean, I feel like you laid out a scenario that is the scenario that she's trying to lay out for everybody. That I think for some may be believable. I think to think for me and Sham today, we've been in locked up a lot, of, a lot of stuff today. I just don't know if I'm buying it right now. Uh, I don't think I can do that. Okay, last story of the day. So we've talked a lot about what the hell is going to be going on with the X Men. Uh, we still don't know really. <laughs> we thought we'd know maybe at Comic Con. We don't quite know. But we did get, you know, some some hints towards some mutant stuff potentially in the future, if you 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 figure out and watch uh, the end of Miss Marvel. And one of the characters that's been linked, or oh, actors have been linked highly to any X Men project has been Giancarlo Esposito, a longtime actor. Of course, he's in The Mandalorian. He's been in Breaking Bad. He's been in. Uh, He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been his career spans now at least three or four decades. And one of the characters he's been linked to most has been, well, actually, he's been linked to both Professor X and Magneto. Uh, actually, I think he's been linked to maybe even more Magneto than Professor X. Of course, Giancarlo also in the, in the boys as well. Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. I, I can't have to list a million different things. He's been an outstanding actor, one of the best actors in Hollywood. And a lot of people have been saying, yo, he would be a great addition to anything the X-Men may have been doing. And he confirmed that he has uh, talked to Marvel. He said this at a uh, uh, at a Comic-Con and car show convention in San Antonio, Texas. 
He said, I've been in the room with them and have talked to them. Uh, he mentioned that he has not worked with Marvel yet, but he has had conversations. Uh, and it was interesting when he started getting into the weeds about some of the stuff people have talked about him potentially being involved with. He said, quote, uh, there's been talk of Magneto. There's been talk of Dr. F- uh, Dr. Freeze. I guess he meant Mr. Freeze. Uh, that was a mistake there. Uh, there's been talk of who else are they talking about? Oh, Doom. And, he said, and then there is Professor X. Uh, if I pick one, I'm going to go for something that is a little bit different. I'm going to put it all in the universe that it is Professor X. So he's saying that he would like to play Professor X of all the people that he's been linked to. And he has been linked to a lot of those characters. I'll give it to Kendall. Would you be thumbs up or thumbs down on John Carlos Esposito playing Professor X? And what do you make that he has indeed talked to Marvel? Um, would I be thumbs up or thumbs down on John Carlos Esposito as, as Professor X? Uh, I'd be very intrigued. I, I, you know, I mean, look, obviously. When it comes to Marvel and casting, I'd be pretty much thumbs up on everything uh, because they they tend to they tend to get things right uh, when it comes to that department. Um, I don't remember the last bad casting where the last Marvel casting I was out they whose idea was this. Um, so I look if if that's the direction they went, I would be thumbs up naturally just to trust Marvel uh, and John Carlos Brito, excellent actor. Uh, get to see him in a in a in a in a different role than I think we've seen him in in a lot of different things. Whether it be, uh, you know, the Far Cry game that came out recently where he's playing a villain, and Mandalorian where he's playing a villain. I mean, I watched him in The Get Down not too long ago, and he was playing a more of an antagonist character. So this would be a little bit of a twist for him as an actor in recent years. But uh, but at the same time. It's it's a role that he could play. And I think, you know, he actually may be able to tap into some of the more gray area of Professor X that I think Patrick Stewart never really did. Um, you know, I think that's 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 the that's the that's the thing that we're talking about. How do we make our Professor X different uh, than Patrick Stewart? Well, one, we doesn't have to be British. <laughs> but two, uh, you know, you can I think you can you can dabble in some of that, some of the the nuances of the Professor X character. And I think John Carlo uh, could certainly toe that line much better than Patrick Stewart ever did. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the Professor X casting is going to be huge. I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, it's so many actors that people have thrown out there. You don't necessarily have to be bald, uh, you know, but there's so many actors people have thrown out there and it could it could be uh, the age is going to be the big question is how old are you going to cast your Professor X? You can't be too young, you know, unless you bring back James McAvoy, you're not going to cast somebody that's like 40. Um, So but you can't be somebody too old, obviously, because you want them to be able to play this character for 10, 15 years. (laughs) <laughs> you know, hopefully. So, um, so that's the that's the that's the line they're gonna have to toe. But you know, I I'd be curious. Probably wouldn't be my first choice, but I I would certainly trust it if I was Marvel. 
Yeah, I mean, Kendall's right, Jim, when it comes to Marvel's history of casting. I mean, they don't miss. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I'm trying, I can't think of the last time there was a casting where I was just like, yeah, that one, uh, maybe, maybe. I know there's so some much. people, this isn't me, I know there's some people that weren't huge on Aquafina in Shang-Chi. I don't know, I mean, I, maybe I'm just picking on Aquafina as a random one, but that's just one where I know some people weren't. Yeah, but was that, was that, but was that because, okay, this ain't a character, I know a lot of people don't like Aquafina too, which is a whole nother thing. And there's right. some reason not to uh, yeah. like. I'm not. Yeah, some and I, I'm not past, going but. to. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not necessarily. And I, I think that's I, also. I, I, I've I've heard from. I think I've heard from like specific people, not necessarily right. like oh the internet mob. <laughs> right, I hear you. And and to yeah. be fair, you know, and I, I will I will even put Aquafina aside because as of now she's not any Mar- previous Marvel character in some canon that's major. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a, from my concern. I, I think is just a created character. A friend yeah. that they needed for the for the role, and I like the Aquafina's character, but whatever. Um, right. Marvel isn't remiss with these casting sham. So, I mean, if Espudo wants to play Professor X, I would get it. I know for me, I take these comments that it, that he's not going to be Professor X though. <laughs> I'm 100%, like, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that one hundred percent. Yeah, my, he would I take say these, that if you was. Yeah, I take these comments, sham that that he has had conversations with Marvel and, he, and that whatever conversation they had. It could have been good, but it didn't result in him being Professor X. They may have cast him as something else. They may have mm-hmm. talked, but then they didn't come to an agreement. But he ain't going to be Professor X. There's no way he's going to put out there, I'm, I want to be Professor X. And then he's going to be Professor X in the movie. I can't imagine that. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Or at least I wouldn't think that that is that that's the plan. Right. Um I mean, he's trying to kind of drum up fan support, and he wouldn't need to do that if he was Professor X. So, you know, clearly that's that's uh, what's going on here. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing 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 uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Professor X. Um, I mean, I think it'd be interesting, and he's extremely talented. Like you said, EJ, I mean, I've seen him in so many things. Um, I mean, for me, most recently, of course, he's in the Far Cry, the latest Far Cry game. He's the main villain in that game. And, I mean, he's great, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's great. And, of course, he's Moff Gideon in Star Wars. He's been in practically everything at this point. Um, I would... I, I don't know. I mean, I would I would be... Very, that would be very interesting to me. I would be, be very interested in seeing that. Um, um, I think Mr. Freeze, by the way, would be the best one. That's me personally. I know it's another oh, villain. He would be, he would, be. He would kill it as Mr. Freeze. Absolutely yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, he'd be good as Mr. Freeze. I, I mean, I, I go back and forth on whether or not I want to see like a physically imposing Mr. Freeze or not. Like, because we've had so many different Mr. Freezes. We've had Mr. Freezes that were jacked. And we've had Mr. Freezes that were kind of like the, uh, like the, like the uh, animated series Mr. Freeze, the Batman the animated series Mr. Freeze, where he's a little more slender. A little more the uh, Batman in the Batman, he's like six yeah, five. Yeah, the Batman is Mr. Freeze is like seven feet, like, <laughs> like a defensive end. Yeah, yeah. I would say look, you can play in the front court for the Bulls. Yeah, you know the Arkham Mr. Freeze is like giant. Yeah, some giant suit and stuff. So there's so many different Mr. Freezes. So I don't know, but I, I but he can play anybody. He can play anybody. So I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I think it would be cool as well. Like I said, I think we all can't speak enough about the talent 
that uh, John Carlos Esposito is. He he almost feels like he he feels like the great actor that like hasn't quite like gotten like the it moment for him. You know, it's crazy because his career has been so long, and there may be people who say I'm crazy to even say that, but it just feels like. He's an A-list talent who's not an A-list actor. That's the best way I can describe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he is as good a talent as there is, and he's been as good as good a talent as there is for years. He's been in some really iconic movies. He's in Do the Right Thing, obviously. Um, that's always a casting that, that bugs me out because of how he's evolved as an actor. The fact that he was bug out in Do the Right Thing, and now we've seen him be, you know, uh, uh, you know, the character he was in Breaking Bad and, 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 and Moff Gideon and stuff. It's just, it's just like, what a what a crazy um kind of development he's been through but like you know he's been nominated for emmys but it just it just i just know he is like the kind of actor that should be like the lead in some oscar winning movie or some emmy winning show and it just hasn't happened for him yet and or should be like the head of some major movie franchise again it, 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 he's just i can't think of another actor who hasn't gotten that shot as good that's as good as him and he's right there, and it's just if this is the moment for him, man, that would be great. He also just seems like we don't know any of you personally, but he does seem like a legitimately cool dude. Like every time I see an interview with John Carlo, anytime he gets to talk about the projects he's on, even projects I'm not even that interested in, I usually stop and listen because he's a pretty compelling person, and he seems to be a very passionate, uh, you know, artist when it comes to the stuff that he works with. So I. He- I hope that he's he is part of Marvel's plans and Marvel talking to him is the right thing to do. So I'm hoping that we uh we get to learn more. The uh the X Men fan casting that I'm I'm banging the drum on, I'm banging the table on right now is get uh they need to get Glenn Powell from Top Gun and make him Cyclops. That's my uh mm. that was the idea that people that was thrown out there. And once I heard it, I was like, "I'm, I'm convinced." This, this, this yeah, Glenn Powell. It reminds yeah. me a lot of the of the Chris Evans going from Human Torch to uh, to uh, Steve Rogers. So yeah, he he could do it. Yeah, Powell. Yeah, I man, damn, I didn't even know that was out there. Yeah, it's not bad. It's That's not, a good it's not one. Bad. That's a good. One. I'm trying to think if I have any. If I have any. I don't know if I have any. I got it. We got it. No, we've talked probably for maybe a year now about doing an X-Men YouTube video about fan cast or casting we would do for the X-Men and probably do it soon. Maybe, maybe, yeah, we may be running out of time, but yeah, I guess we'll find out after D20. If they don't announce that D23, then we'll have plenty. Yeah, we're we're dropping it. Yeah, we're definitely dropping (laughs) it if they don't do that D23. But yeah, no, I mean, Powell would be a good one. I can't even front. Powell would be a good one for, for, I feel I mean for a Cyclops. I I'm trying to think of what's the what's the casting I'm most excited for. I think Wolverine, I think the, man. Yeah, Wolverine. But I, don't, knows, I tell you what, I I might be most excited for Cyclops though. Because and, and it's not that they didn't get like the I thought uh Marsden was very good at Cyclops. Um it yeah. just it I, just I gave like him, Sheridan a lot. They just gave him crap. Yeah, I think I think Sheridan makes sense as as what's the name? Ironic because you know uh, you know he was just in a movie with uh, with Powell, but I thought Sheridan was good at Cyclops, but you know they gave him crap. Like considering how much Cyclops has evolved as a character in the comics and how much more depth there is to that character since 
we saw, saw first saw him on the big screen in 2000 as Siri is talking <laughs> to me. Um, like, man, I, I really want to see them nail that. I want to see who this is going to be. But I also want to see, like, I don't know, like Storm is a big one, too. That Storm cast yeah, is going to be major. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think they're gonna get a huge name too. Yeah, I think, I think they, I too, I do, I agree. I think it's gonna be someone huge. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's not whoever it is is gonna is gonna blow up to. That's actually a good question for y'all. Insane, do y'all think insane level in terms of their star power and just well, their influence? Do you guys lean more towards that? And it sounds like we we do, but I'm asking the question anyway. Do we lean more towards the idea that Marvel's going to get someone? A little more known, a little more famous, a little bit of a name recognition to them for these X Men characters. Or do we do do we feel like there will be a lot of unknowns in here? Because this is so weird. Think, because so many of these, because a lot of these shows or movies talking about usually it's like one character, so it's Spider Man or it's Miss Marvel. So it's only one person you're talking about. But this is a team. So how are they going to do this? Like, is it going to be some people who are famous and some people who are newer new newcomers? Are they going to be all of them famous? Like. Eternals, like, like, I'm wondering how this is gonna work. So we're gonna find out a lot when the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. gets gets cast. Um, but I think back to the last two big ones that the most recent ones that I think about are uh, Brett Goldstein as Hercules and 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 Harry Styles. Um, you know, Star Fox not a not a not a name character at all. So they right. cast you, you couldn't get a bigger know, yeah. Harry Styles might <laughs> be more famous name. person. Right. You know, is currently acting in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and and Goldstein, somebody who's relatively unknown. You know, more of a recent TV guy, not not necessarily a, a deep catalog of movies. Um, but you know, he's done a good job on a, on a new show and, and and is seen as a very good actor. I, I could see them having a lot of Brett Goldstein's for some of these X Men characters, but I think they'll also mix in your huge names. Um, for and again, I think it de- it depends on the role. I don't think Wolverine will be a big name. Interesting, but I okay. think Cyclops will probably be a bigger name, and I think Storm will probably be a bigger name. Uh that that's my guess, and then and then also I think Professor X Magneto will both be A list actors. Any any guesses, Sham, on that? Um, I mean, I don't have any specific guesses. I would think that it would be a mixed bag, honestly. Um, and and I think when we get the X Men, I think we're getting. I think I think Marvel's gonna go full, like all in with the X Men in terms of us getting the X Men, the Brotherhood, and just about everyone in between. Um, so I and, and I, I don't think they're all going to be A listers or B listers or even C listers. We'll get a couple of people we've never seen or heard of, but I'll get a couple of people that we know very well. And also, just to jump on the Taron Egerton bandwagon, um, or Taron Egerton bandwagon, um, for Wolverine, he 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 looked pretty good, pretty because before I, I always see him as Eggsy from uh <laughs> from Kingsman. Yep. Um but I was watching him in the show um Blackbird on um on Apple TV Plus. He's pretty big in that joint. He's pretty uh he's pretty jacked. So it, it, uh I could definitely see him. It's kind of helping me say, okay, I can see a little bit of Wolverine here um real, as a physique now. It real quick just just 
what you know, lightning thought. Do you guys buy this theory that there's a theory going out there that the X that the reason why Marvel hasn't said anything about the X Men mm-hmm. is because in 2025, well, they can't they can't do anything until 2025 regarding yeah. the X Men because unless it's a character unless they use the actors like Patrick Stewart for example or Ryan Reynolds for example that are that were that came over from Vox and so right. I've heard that you know do we do we buy this or do we think because if that's the case. Man, I mean, it would it would explain some stuff because it would it, like it, it. It's never made any sense why they've just decided. Yeah, we're gonna wait to do the X Men for for six years. It, it yeah. didn't make any sense. Like you you got you bought this property for six sixty billion dollars and you don't want to. You're like, yeah, but we'll do that five years from now. Don't. Instead, let's watch an Agatha Harkness show. Yeah, I mean. That part of it makes you feel like, man, it might be some truth to that. Now, like the way that contract, the report I saw, I know this is lightning fast. I'm gonna try to as fast as possible. Like the light, the report I saw, it seemed very like ironclad. Like not only could they not even like release something, they couldn't even shoot anything. And I'm like, right. till 2025. That that seems a little intense. I feel like right. there's gotta be a way to buy those people out that maybe they haven't done yet. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the situation. Maybe they're like, "Yo, we I, we don't got that bread right now. We'll we'll figure it out later." But it would surprise me that we would not get anything X Men before Secret Wars. That would that would be legitimately stunning. That X Men aren't mentioned. I mean, well, I guess you know mutants. So I guess was mentioned in Miss Morrow, but we don't see any X Men characters or anything like that until after Secret Wars. That would I could not see that. That that happened, that would be the biggest upset to me in the Marvel in New time characters. covering. Because we've yes. seen Patrick Stewart. Well, that is true. Mm-hmm. Will they that start? Will they dip into some of these old wells? Because they keep doing. They're doing X Men ninety seven. We see Hugh Jackman and you bring back Morrison, <laughs> but you know it's yeah. Not. And the more you talk about it, the more, yeah. The more you talk about it, the more, the more it makes it does make some sense. Yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you think, Sham? It is interesting though. I did hear that stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I think it's possible. You know, um, I mean, it, it, wait, it, one quick, one quick question. Add on to that, Sham. How you can tell you if it is possible, though? Don't you think Marvel has like maybe this is their way of telling us? But don't they have an obligation to tell us that? I agree. I don't think that that's good. I see why they don't because it's just like we don't want to be like. Yeah, we're not doing the X Men because we're contractually not allowed. Yeah, to. We're contractually obligated. It's, I don't, I don't only, know. The only reason we're doing, you know, Doctor Strange three is because we can't do the X Men. You know, they want to make it seem like all these <laughs> things are right. important and whatever. But oh, that is true. The only pushback I would have on, but the only pushback I would have on that is I feel like they did, they were talking that stuff when they first were doing the Disney Fox deal. Like we're just saying, oh, is it possible? Like. Fraxer X is going to be in Endgame. Like remember, we were kind of talking about that stuff, and they were like, "Oh yeah, no, like the dot, the I's aren't crossed, the dot, the T's aren't dotted. Like you know, deal has to be signed before we can do anything." So I feel like at one at certain points, like they were saying, "No, we can't do this because of contractual obligations." So I feel it'd be weird that now that it's in your possession, you say, "Yeah, but oh, well, we're not going to talk about a long it." Time from now, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I, I feel like you should. I feel like there is an obligation. So yeah. I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely feel you. Um, I mean, I just think, I, I don't know. 
I mean, I, maybe it's, it's just the uh, the marketing kind of whatever label person is like, I don't know. That, I, that just doesn't seem like something you'd want to just to just say. I feel like that's the, I feel like this you would try to try to view this as an opportunity to, to generate both fo- not- gen- fo- focus on other projects and generate hype and excitement. And just tease to so and so that it builds to such a palpable level. Once How many say people at, would be once like? Once you say X Men, like if if at, at some random con in twenty four twenty four they say here are your X Men or something like that, and then just the just the room explodes and the internet explodes and people are just. I mean, how many people it. are are watching the MCU right now? In part, just because they didn't want to see how when are the X Men coming back? How are the X Men coming back? How many people are like? Well, how many well, people? That's told that. me, I mean, Kevin Feige said mutants are coming, so like those yeah, are his own yeah. words. If they're coming, and then you're saying, "Well, it's 2025." Well, I mean, that's really messed up. He was saying and, that well, in 2019. Well, yeah, and, but yeah. like, but also, but at the same time, like, how many people would stop watching or be like, stop being as in, in, invested? If you said, yeah, you ain't going to see nothing involving the X-Men. There's nothing new until 2025. I mean, that that that's probably why they're playing the game, because they know we got we need to get people to go see Eternals. We need to get people to go see... I remember we thought some mutant-related might come in Eternal. Like, I mean, these 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 things now... I mean, Doctor Strange, obviously, is the last Doctor Strange, so... Um, I mean, we're already getting hints at mutants in, in um, Miss Marvel and Oh, mutant genes and all this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, we're getting something. It's not like we're getting nothing. We're just not getting the X Men. <laughs> you know, so. Well, that's 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 and like that kind of makes me feel like we will get something, and maybe that wasn't a real report. I will say, but there is there are the there are the you read between the lines. There are some things that would add up to why we. I, I do think we will see Hugh Jackman back as well in Secret Wars. Interesting. I think because he's he's been very vocal about being like pro Kevin Feige and oh yeah I'm talking to Feige and this and that or whatever and that's the that's the big one that we that's the big one that people have been waiting on that that we haven't seen that no one's really talking about because everybody just assumes oh they're gonna recast Wolverine they'll be talking about it once we get closer to Secret Wars but I think I think we'll see Hugh Jackman again. And that's a great place to leave it off there. Man, great show, man. Glad, glad, glad to be back. I know a little longer for the people listening, but it's good to have the whole crew back this week talking Hero Talk. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And follow us individually on social media. You can find myself, EJ underscore Stewart on Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram. Kendall is New Gen Ken on Twitter. And Shamari is uh, MTCN22 on both Instagram and Snapchat. But that's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Glad to be back. We'll be back again next week. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.